0: Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards,
1: and I'm Brittany Lysing, and this, this is Life, life Pairings. Pairings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because life is hard, so pair with alcohol. It's gonna be okay, but not really. And it got much worse. In fact, so much worse. And here's all the things that you're not even thinking about. Because today's life pairing is anxiety with Rattlers. We're
1: talking pelvic massage, staying alive, and shrooms. Ooh. Yeah. Let's <laughs> 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 take like a wild turn. wild psychedelic mm-hmm. turn. Mm-hmm. What does anxiety mean to you, Carla? Oh,
0: goodness. Me. Well, I have a uh, general anxiety disorder. Yes. So, it means it's both my enemy and my friend. Right. Yeah. I've had anxiety since I probably came out of the womb, and I was worried about whether that guy would wash his hands and whether (laughs) I was going to look like a cute baby. (laughs) How about you?
1: Yeah, same, same. Uh, Diagnosed with uh, general anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. So, it's... uh, it's something that's prevalent in my life. I think I think I've always been an anxious person. I was a pretty anxious kid. I didn't like being in school. Everything made me nervous. Uh, I dealt with that by being funny, and uh, so that's a <laughs> that's a great cloak. So nobody ever knows you're nervous or worried or panicked. Right. Everyone's always like, "Yo, you're so chill," and I'm always like, "I'm counting <laughs> to 10. I've been counting to ten repeatedly since I was eight years old. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I think I think my anxiety is a little bit of who I am though, and it makes me who I am. And uh, I think that I probably would not uh, have taken any of the avenues that I took if I wasn't uh, always a little bit on the edge of my seat all the time.
0: Yes, and we are always on time, you and I.
1: Oh Just like boy, point
0: that out as a positive for anxiety.
1: Do I not care for people <laughs> who <laughs> can't show up on time?
0: If you are on time, <laughs> you are late.
1: That's if you are not 15 minutes early, you are late. That's what I was taught as <laughs> as a child. My my parents are really anxious people and like they might not, you know, like they're really fun people mm-hmm. and really like caring and giving and pretty cool, cool cats. But they're like, you know, p- behind closed doors. I, I come from a pretty anxious family. So it's like my whole life was just like my dad wanting to be on time and my mom not respecting that. <laughs> And watching that fight, like watching that, like constant, like, like if she knew that for people like us, that it bugs you so much to not be on time. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if she would be like, "I right, maybe I'll just be on time this time."
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was the opposite. My mom's the anxious one. My dad's a pretty chill one. Yeah, and uh, we had a cabin, and every the big joke was always whenever my mom got you know kind of overly anxious. Cause she would always ask when we go on trips uh, if the little blue suitcase was there. If the little blue suitcase has, like, you know, all of her makeup, all of her face stuff, all that kind <laughs> of things. and probably like all of our like
1: bandages and all the important
0: stuff, right? All the and things so... like
1: moms do in the background to like yeah. keep you safe that you're yeah. like, uh, yeah, the dumb blue suitcase is here.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah, my dad always, oh, we have the little blue suitcase. <laughs> like, this is gonna save a life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what and she probably wasn't wrong like no? that's the thing is like i feel like anxious. you have to have an anxious person in every group mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just like kind of keeps everyone on their toes and is sort of like i feel like i do a lot of people's worrying for them
0: right yeah
1: you know like a lot of the time i feel like i'm like okay maybe you didn't think of these 93 things but i've been <laughs> thinking about them for three weeks
0: yeah so um, let's discuss
1: my anxiety is always Uh, I feel like circling around logistics just like Mm -hmm. will I be on time how am I going to get there do we have like traveling is such a big part of my life that I'm always I always have to be like somewhere on time in a hotel on a bus on a train on a plane you know like and all those logistics if they're not if I if I, (laughs) I feel like if you're not an anxious person some of those things just slip on not. the wayside. I, I make you might not get on that plane. Yeah, you know, like I don't <laughs> know if yeah, I like I have a few friends in my life that are like, yeah. What time do you fly out? You're like six. So They're like, so what? We will get you there like five fifteen, and I'm like, I need to be there three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> a <time." laughs> I'm like, I there's no way I'm gonna miss a train or a bus or a plane. No, I'm not gonna no. miss. I
0: I I the only I get I overcompensate. Get drunk and then sometimes almost man. Uh, yeah, I w- actually. I up there four hours before. Uh, so.
1: Showed up three hours early for a flight, for a domestic flight, and then uh, mm-hmm. actually to your house <laughs> from Calgary oh. to Vancouver, <laughs> and uh, and we had a few cocktails before, and uh, they had changed the gate uh, unbeknownst to to me and oh, uh, no. our friend, and <laughs> we were just like, we like, hey, what time is it? Shouldn't we be departing? Like, I feel like we yeah. should be boarding at very least. And then we're like, oh, my God. And we looked on the board, and they had changed our <laughs> name. And they were just no. like, girl. <laughs> so booze sometimes. that That's the thing is uh, booze is an anxiety killer for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. And uh, sometimes to my own detriment, sometimes in a positive way. Mostly um, to my own
1: detriment. And, uh,
0: <laughs> you are in an industry, though, that, like, I think I picked a pretty good industry for anxiety because I just sit alone in a room by myself. Right. For years, and then eventually I have to send out emails. <laughs> be like, writing. I wrote
1: the book. <laughs> yeah. There. There, you can have there. it.
0: There. Thank you. No more bugging me. <laughs> Um You do, but like public speaking is one of the biggest sort of fears, anxiety, and you do it as a career.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make me Does it anxious. anxiety? No. Ah. I mean, I
0: get worried, but
1: I, I, I think without that worry, I suck. Like, anytime I've been like, I got this, like, mm. I, I don't have like paralyzing fear before I go up. That's right. like I'm like, Oh, I feel pretty good. Everything's gonna be great. <laughs> then I get out there and I eat shit. But it's when I um have a healthy amount of anxiety. A little fear of the right. a little fear of the beast ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. A little healthy respect. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I feel like I, I get a I get nervous and then I get on stage and as as soon as I get that first laugh all of that goes away because it's it's something I love so much. So it's it's comedy has actually brought me great relief, uh, in that realm because I always have these pent up anxieties and fears and I don't talk about them and I'm always joking anyways, but you know, when I'm on Mm -hmm. stage, I get to say exactly what I want and all that pent up, uh, need for, for, uh, attention and the need to entertain. It's all kind of taken care of in one shot. Yeah. That's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, anxiety is definitely a, uh, uh, like you said, I think it has its positives and its negatives. It's, it's definitely, definitely shaped, shaped who I am as a person for sure.
0: Yeah, me too. And I looked into... What's
1: the... Uh, oh, oh, into the psychology?
0: What's the psychology? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anxiety is actually just an umbrella term for a range of uncomfortable feelings, like fear, worry, stress. It's just a big umbrella that covers so many different emotions that we relate to uh, anxiety and, and general uh, uncomfortableness. And it it's like, it's a huge spectrum of people who maybe feel a little worried sometimes to, you know... Crippling anxiety that you can't leave your house. Yeah, we may be
0: downplayed a little bit at the beginning. <laughs> yeah,
1: what anxiety. <laughs> I don't think we downplayed. I, th- I think we were talking. You know, we were definitely talking about uh, what it means yeah. to us. I mean, it does mean. And for us, I'm...
0: you know, can't get off the floor, hyperventilating, thinking you're having a heart attack. At sometimes,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've had panic attacks where I've been, you know, sitting in a, a vehicle outside of work and just like. I can't go in. Oh God, I don't know what to do. Uh, like, and it's like it's yeah. terror, like sheer yeah. terror, when it gets to the point of a panic attack. But I was looking up, and like a panic attack is the next step. It's it's beyond anxiety. So, anxiety is actually kind of just a general term for like being a little right. worried or being nervous or like having like having anxiety is something that a lot of people yeah. have and then having panic attacks and having crippling anxiety and and general anxiety is 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 a different is a different beast unto right. its own. But uh, what what anxiety actually is is the mechanism in your brain that uh, when we were cavemen that was our fight or flight right. response. It's the thing that kept us well, alive. Well yeah,
0: it's good for if you're being chased by a woolly mammoth, but uh less so if you're <laughs> yeah. worried about your choice of lunch or you know going outside. Tr-
1: but you know what is, is what we don't forget is that we're not far past those days. Like in the spectrum of time, in the, in the context of time, rather, it's, you know, us being cavemen, not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. And us being farmers, <laughs> like all of us being farmers, <laughs> not being in cities, all, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It really wasn't that long ago. And um, our brains have not evolved past, like, losing that that fear so it just sort of translates to other things and and now and when you put it in the context of like today's you know (laughs) standards and stuff you're like what do you care you're in a house no wolves are Mm -hmm. chasing you but that mechanism in our brain has not ever we've not we've not evolved past it it's not like our wisdom teeth (laughs) you can't get it taken out you know like there and, and and it still is something that you need to survive you know some people are still yeah. chased. Some people are, you know, you do have to, it is an important part of your brain. But the, the problem with having a, like a, an anxiety disorder is that you're involuntarily going into right. this state where you're trying to, it's fight or flight. And it's releasing uh, too much cortisol, too much adrenaline. It's making your um, heart rate too fast. It's making you sweat. It's making all the things that you need to do when you need to run at top speed Those things are happening and you're sitting in an office chair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And cortisol is the very, the big stress one, right? And I think it's what kind of gives us the extra pounds around the tummy.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Cortisol is a major, major stress hormone. So it's, it's released, it's released to try and combat that. But what happens is it just has really negative effects physically on your body, Mm -hmm. both mentally and physically. And that's the thing with anxiety is there's just so much uh, attached to so many bad things like, like here's just one list I read was like your heart races too fast you're short of breath, you're constantly exhausted uh, your mm. sleeping patterns are messed up, your muscles ache your, sto- your stomach is in pain uh, you sweat too much you're shaky, you're easily startled your throat feels tight mm-hmm. you seem prone to catching colds because you're, you know, like everything is like uh, just out of whack because you're you're constantly in a state of like, like you're hyper focused on surviving.
0: Yeah, yeah. So your body's not actually able to kind of go like, oh, okay, let's fight like actual problems like you know flu, cold. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's not like hey, go make yourself a sandwich and some soup and go to bed. Yeah. It's it's just like look out the window and count how many times cars drive past, <laughs> which is something I do. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that it is a mechanism that that maybe in the, uh, the early years of our um, existence as human beings was it was integral to our survival, it is now something that is almost detrimental to our survival because <laughs> it's like it's combating all the things uh, that don't exist anymore. Do
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: you have any anxiety history for me?
0: I do. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole on this one. <laughs> I um, wanted to look into treatments for anxiety back back in the day. So I specifically got into uh, what they used to call hysteria. Now, hysteria, Brittany, what do you think that means?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? That seems, I, I know what it means, so I'm not going to spoil it. It's basically like a really misogynistic way of telling women they were crazy. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Like if you, apparently some of the symptoms were um, bad mouthing or like using bad language, (laughs) headaches, and then epileptic fits. So they really took, again, an an umbrella term and just threw everything inside of it.
1: (laughs) Really generalized. Yeah. And it was sometimes it was like women just being like, hey, I'm like really worried if my husband's cheating on me. Yeah. And they're like, of course,
0: he's got syphilis. You're like, oh, he for sure
1: is. (laughs) Don't get hysterical. Yeah. Don't get so hysterical,
0: uh, so this then led me to the uh, hypothesis from historian Rachel Maines, and we're going to go into a little bit after this that it's a it may potentially be it's kind of controversial thesis, but that previously doctors, men, doctors, would treat hysteria with something called a pelvic massage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is so fucking men.
0: <laughs> I
1: and I like men, but this is this this is men at their finest. Oh, absolutely. Hey, are you worried that uh your husband smacks you around? Have you tried pelvic massage?
0: <laughs> so, I think this started off, well, it started off in a weird place. First off, it started in ancient Greece with uh, the physician, <laughs> I would like to put that in quotes, Aratius Cappadocia. Who believed that the womb would wander off in the female's body and potentially strangle her from the inside. (laughs) Now, Brittany, I know sometimes you and I talk about this, we're just hanging out in our wombs, like, you know, like like, up in our chest. I'm like, buddy,
1: my womb is out of sorts. (laughs) My womb has been filing some wild behavior. <laughs> no, I gotta say, I uh, I can't recollect the time in which my womb <laughs> mm-hmm. took a gander around my body.
0: No, well, maybe you're just lucky, or maybe it's because you can lure that womb back into place <laughs> by putting some nice scents on your clitoris oh, okay. vigorously.
1: Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I call that masturbation, but.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. This is not not first sexy time.
1: They're so like, hey, is your womb out of sorts? Why don't you flick your bean for an hour?
0: <laughs> uh, later on, like Galen, the that guy who came up with all the humors. What? No, the like you know bile and oh yeah, he suggested the cure for hysteria, which he called hysterical paroxysm. He believed that the issues were resulted from sexual deprivation. So the reason that women were being batshit crazy was because they weren't getting enough sex from their husbands. So therefore, husbands, go fuck your ladies. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs>
1: I'm yeah. Hey, you know what? There have been times in my life that's probably been true, but I can't equate yeah. it to everybody's state of being.
0: I can't say when I'm having like anxiety about you know my future and my. Uh, financial situation that if my husband came and fucked me, I would be like, "Oh, cool, everything's fixed. I don't know, we're all good now." I mean,
1: I don't want to say that's not true, but I mean, it would take it would take you out of the moment for a hot minute. <laughs> it would.
0: That's that is true. That's true.
1: <laughs> You'd be like, um, you just like like an hour later, you're like, "Oh fuck, I hope I'm not pregnant." Like you just have new anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, don't worry. about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So by Victorian times, our favorite time. Our of favorite the time, Queen V, in. That
1: she was a bitch.
0: Oh, she was a bitch. I wonder if she needed a little Maybe she needed to be choke like slammed that. against the
1: fridge and <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> So by that time they didn't believe that the womb was Wandering on a walkabout, or that it was also the door to the devil, which was a middle ages thing, you know. Oh my god,
1: you want to know something? I am never mm. gonna call my vagina anything else but the door to the devil. <laughs> 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 that is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I
0: mean, the thing that we're gonna re- we're tell all the men is actually, that is what it is. <laughs>
1: I was <laughs> I, I recently was recommended a vibrator from a friend, and I I was calling it the devil's toy. <laughs> so now uh, the door to the devil. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> the Victorians keep them coming.
0: They thought actually the reason that hysteria was was because women were reading and they were using sewing machines that like you could pump with your foot. What? <laughs> Those women, they couldn't handle it. Okay. Life was a soul too hard. So they really kind of believed, and in Victorian times, there's like a whole thing. I would love to go into it. I remember doing a huge piece on it for in university. But women really were not considered sexual. They were considered sort of vessels for their husbands. Right. The angel of the house. They were, you know, not supposed to be sexual. And doctors at the time believed that clitoral stimulation wasn't seen as sexual because... Um it wasn't penetration.
1: Right. I care to uh, disagree.
0: Uh-huh. This is why it took the to men so long to find the clitoris. Turns out they knew it all the time, but <laughs> those
1: <was> lazy pricks.
0: They <laughs> fucking didn't understand how it worked. Um so actually at the time, uh tampons were considered to be more um controversial. Right. Not at the time. I don't think they had tampons back then, but because it was a penetration thing. They actually just decided that, or they, they designed these high-pressure water guns, I guess, <laughs> to be aimed at a woman's nether region. At the devil's door. Co- uh-huh, the devil's door. And it would cause the skin to flush, and it would reset the equilibrium for the lady. <laughs> um,
1: you know what I'm picturing? You know what's playing in my <laughs> mind? You know mm-hmm. the, uh, you know that, uh, arch- you know that, uh, fair game where you all sit down at doors and then you spray those high-pressured water guns into the clown's mouth.
0: See, it wasn't a clown back in the day. It was just
1: a couple of ladies spread wide open at the devil's door on ding-dong. That's the funniest shit. And then it's just picturing it like a fair game and they're like, Mommy, I want a rabbit! (laughs) And that lady's not crazy anymore!
0: (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Uh, so this was called the the pelvic douche, <laughs> uh, which is, I guess, where we...
1: Got the douche got from?
0: Douche from? I don't know. Sure. Um, also, the water cure.
1: The water you what? Probably, uh,
0: the water cure. Okay, the water cure. Because this could cure everything. Okay. All women's issues could be cured with that little with that... stimulation down there. <laughs> and I think they honestly thought that it wasn't like an orgasm they didn't consider it as an orgasm they thought of it as resetting the equilibrium which makes me think like are these men not married yeah i don't know i, I mean, also just like a lot of prostitutes even they pretend don't they <laughs> yeah, i
1: don't know also just like this is the whole this is just obviously written and discovered by a group of men <laughs> like this is not That like Not one lady was like, hey, everybody lay down for a second. Mm. You know why you're mad? You know why? Because if you told your friend, if you told your lady (laughs) friend, you're like, hey, I'm like pretty cheesed. And you're like, what are you cheesed about? She's like, my husband doesn't do fuck all. Uh, He cheats on me. Uh, He just got fired from his job. Your friend, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, wouldn't be like, have you tried clitoral stimulation? (laughs) She'd be like, yo, I get a little hysterical at times as well
0: hmm she'd be like here try this laudanum that'll yep. that'll take the edge off she's like hey one of the kids has
1: got one of them squirt guns in the back <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i could i uh, figure you out
0: now this is the i mean this is all quite controversial there's not a lot of evidence for this there is like i did see a picture of a water cannon shooting water at a ladies. Door
1: devil's door, what do we
0: call it? Devil's door, <laughs> the devil's door. but so th- it's kind of, this is a kind of a controversial uh theory. And many of the medical texts were written in Latin, so there was a translation not just a translation issue because it's not just from Latin to English, but it would be like they're not exactly gonna say like exactly what they're doing. You know how people no. used to talk, very confusing, don't know what they're saying. So there's some <laughs> uh. Um, a realm for interpretation, I guess. And the theory goes that doctors didn't really like treating hysteria because their little fingers got tired of doing all that rubbing. <laughs> vibrators were invented. Now,
1: this is worth a vibrator. With the invention of, and this
0: is true for sure. This is true with the invention of at home electricity. Upper and middle class women could bring vibrators home and do their own, you know, healing. <laughs> it was the fifth home electronic ever invented this is before the vacuum cleaner and the iron
1: oh god bless <laughs> electricity yeah. that's the funniest shit I ever heard next time something what are you doing I'm just going to be like I'm uh at the devil's door <laughs> curing hysteria yeah <laughs> that would be really good. like so knock I guess <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do. What What do you up to? I just got a little hysterical today.
0: <laughs> but I carried that shit with a little, uh...
1: with a little pelvic oh, yeah. massage. Yep,
0: yep. So we have uh, uh, a a news story for us?
1: Uh, yeah buddy I got a news story i um i did a little uh looking into uh the future one of the things that's up in the news as of late I've actually seen it on a bunch of stuff i saw uh sixty minutes cover it i saw i've read a few news stories like I pulled this off of uh just c t v uh and what it is is that psilocybin, which is the active uh ingredient found in magic mushrooms mm-hmm. uh has the known to they've been doing studies, and they found that it provides long-term relief of anxiety and depression right, in a lot of different people.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, so they're finding that uh, what they do uh is so the the study that I pulled off of just CTV. This was actually for cancer patients. Okay. They were treating cancer patients uh, for anxiety, and they were specifically treating cancer patients. So this this study is just that that they were they were over the course of two years. They found that like eighty percent of the people had long term relief from anxiety oh, wow. with one dose of a psilocybin. So with a like a guided dose. Where you're like in a doctor's office and they guide you through the entire thing, it's an entire thing, right? And they were finding that people it was like a complete reset and they were not afraid of death, they were not anxious like they were before, they weren't ruminating all the things that are typical of people with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And also, this was uh, specifically geared to people who were dying and were afraid of death, right? Um, seem to uh, cure them of that problem and also there's just like there's been a lot of different studies and this is a a thing that goes I mean it's not new right there's been incredible amounts of research on it it's just been all buried
0: well and also I think between I want to say like the 70s and like a little while ago you were not allowed to study it like in in a proper uh, medical scientific setting
1: yeah, well, that's the thing is that uh, they had to get uh, a lot of different government approvals for it, and then, in the um, who who was the war on drugs? That wasn't Reagan, was yeah, it? it Was Reagan? Was it that Reagan? Reagan? It was Reagan. Uh-huh. Yeah, fucking Reagan. So good. the that was one thing that there were years and years and years of studies on on mushrooms and this, the effects of psilocybin and the benefits of THC mm-hmm. within pot, and <clears throat> it all just got outlawed. Yeah. It got cancelled. Uh, years and years of research were just, like, uh, deemed illegal. And, th- th- I mean, that's pretty recent in our history. Yeah. Oh, and they fought that war on
0: drugs too, so that was good. That was good
1: they did that. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah. Just well, now we just have a really... war on
0: terror, right? So it's, 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 it's fine. That's yeah, it's, it's just,
1: they're pretty much just finding out new ways to be racist. <laughs> that's pretty much what the war on anything is. Hey, <laughs> spoiler alert. Most of these people are finding ways to be racist. Mm-hmm. As of late, though, it's been reevaluated, and, uh and a lot of new studies have come up. And they're really looking into the benefits of a psilocybin because it's not, just, it's not just anxiety. I mean, it's, it's a reset for people with depression. One thing it's problematic for is people with bipolar conditions, any sort of psychosis that happens within the brain. Right. Um, any sort of psychedelic is not great for
0: I this might not be right, but I thought I'd heard something about PTSD and
1: maybe LSD. Um yeah, LSD they absolutely, but but they're um the they're once again linking now the benefit of a psilocybin over over the LSD oh, because okay. LSD is like pretty like homemade. Right. And like yeah, I it's sketchy like, yeah, at the yeah, best of okay. times. Yeah,
0: they invented it
1: yeah it's invented whereas mushrooms is truly like it's it's a p- p- fucking plant or it's a fungi i yeah, guess yeah and and uh it's just like not um yeah it's been re-restudied and it's it's been in the news everywhere i mean i've I've heard it like I said I've heard it on the news uh like the nightly news I heard it on sixty minutes when I pulled this up when I pulled up anxiety it was just like uh like hundreds of different stories how a, a psilocybin is connected to uh connected to curing or, or benefiting um some relief. That's amazing. And, and it's, it's really
0: pretty neat. Interesting right? that it's after one session because obviously like I'm on, you know, drugs for anxiety issues and depression. And I have to take that right. I don't know, maybe forever. And I don't just get like one hit.
1: Yeah, and it's it's like a lot of like I mean, I don't know. It, I don't know how cool this is <laughs> I've done mushrooms <laughs> quite a few times. I mm. do it like, like yearly, I feel like. And it is something that resets my brain. Right. It puts things into perspective. It sort of it takes away like any of the um, weird anything that's not just natural. You can't even understand. Right. When you're on it, I don't. Know, I don't know how much that makes sense, but you can't you just don't understand it. You're like, I don't, I don't understand. That's why it's the best to be in nature. Like, you're like, I don't understand why there's so many houses. Why do we all live in boxes? <laughs> and then you look at the street lights, you're like, Oh God, there's, there's probably electricity waves shooting. through Like you're really like you're on a roller coaster, but your brain right. is just like trying to process um, everything that society has built up around us, which is like not natural to our uh, existence or, right. you know, or it's just, it's totally, everything we do is made up and, it, for some reason this resets all that and makes sense of it a little bit and it also just like reminds you that you're kind of insignificant mm-hmm. like the more you think you matter the more anxiety i feel like you have yes you're like yeah. i matter to every moment
0: yeah and, and everybody's judging me and everyone's, everyone's looking every at decision me that i make is yeah no
1: and uh, and after doing yeah uh, any time i've done mushrooms you're just like oh i don't matter and it's such a relief you're like Mm -hmm. like it's exhausting worrying about what everybody thinks all the time yeah so you know it's it's pretty cool and now they're they're finding scientific proof behind all of this and it's not just a bunch of (laughs) it's not just a bunch (laughs) of like canadian campers once a year being like i'm going to reset (laughs) um yeah but i i found it interesting that it's it's so in the mainstream news as well this is i mean i didn't Mm -hmm. have to go Searching for it, I didn't have to. It was really. Yeah, just I think
0: I saw something. I just saw the headline like maybe two hours ago about somebody in Alberta being subscribed it or something. Oh really? Or, yeah. So
1: yeah, maybe they're doing because I know they've been doing trials in hmm. different universities and stuff. And and what it is 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 like it's also an extreme dose of right. So you're oh, a, okay. you're actually getting quite a lot at once, but I mean, hey. <laughs> For those who've taken <laughs> mushrooms knows if you have a pocket full of mushrooms you really can't remember how much you took because you just keep eating <laughs> right. like little snacks okay. um yeah so well, that's my that's my new story so uh, the the future okay. for anxiety looks maybe a little bit um better
0: yeah that's awesome yeah now you were speaking of things you can't just have one
1: of <laughs> the rattler
0: yeah
1: um this was chosen basically because of the name.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, rattler is. Uh, I thought you get a little rattled when you're. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you're on. Uh, when you have anxiety, so I thought the rattler was um, a fun, fun connect to this, and it's also I'm only perfect. two point five percent alcohol.
0: What? Oh. Yeah. I'm drinking a Tall Boy though,
1: so. Me I'm too. But well, you? You're still drinking <laughs> a tall, two point five percent alcohol drink. Oh. Yeah, it's it's really low alcohol in a rattler. It's uh it's it's maybe better for anxiety than just getting crushed. Right. Which yeah. we all know is gonna is gonna steal your uh mojo the next day. So yeah. I, I thought it was fitting. Yeah,
0: no, that's and that's it's also got a little fruit in there, which is Yeah, fine. so uh,
1: I have the um I had the Steagall Rattler. Um uh, mm-hmm. And mine is grapefruit. What did you get?
0: I got the same same one. I think actually I don't know what's happened, but I could not find rattlers in the liquor store today. So, oh. I don't know if with the heat wave everyone has run off to get their grapefruit and beer on.
1: I have a little history on the rattler for you. Okay. Okay the uh, I, the rattler uh, is a pretty interesting uh, interesting little combo, and it has an interesting history more so than I thought actually. Cool. Uh, it's 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 a half beer, half fruit soda concoction. Oh. But to better understand the rich, the radler, which was originated and conceived in the Bavarian region of Germany, hmm. we'll start in the mid 18th century England, which was once known as Graf Oh, yeah. Today known generally as Shandy. So actually, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Shandy drink is 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 very similar to the radler. So right. today known I'm as.
0: Well, that I always think of it as lemonade, which is yeah. Up so that's what. So beer. today, known
1: as a shandy, a beer mixed with a soft drink and carbonated lemonade. Yeah, uh, so gin- like a
0: citrusy, kind
1: citrusy of. ginger beer, ginger ale, or a variety of juice, but typically a shandy is a lemonade and and beer. Right. Uh. The so yeah. So it tells us here the shandy graph was composed of two parts beer and one part lemonade. And it had its peak of popularity during the 20th century of England, Ireland, Canada, and the United States. Hmm. Yeah, the inter- tru- but the interchangeable use of Shandy I- and Rattler is perplexing. But they basically mean the same thing. One is English origin, yeah. and the other is German. Right. So anything like a fruit juice mixed with beer would be a more, you know, like we said, it's usually lemonade. But that's what people refer to as shandies.
0: Lemonade, remember, is Sprite or Seven Up.
1: That's right. So, so yeah, I
0: guess it's more the pop, pop or whatever
1: But here, lemonade if you get a shandy, it's truly lemonade. In Canada. Yeah. Oh. It's like lemonade and beer mixed together. Oh. That's what a shandy is. Mm-hmm. Um. But they're saying that they're saying that the Rattler is just essentially grapefruit juice instead of lemon juice, right. and it's called a Rattler. So the only difference really is just the one originated in uh England. Which would have yeah. been the shandy from Shandy Graf, and the other uh, it originated in Germany. Ah. And the term Radler or, uh, originates with a drink called the Radler Mass, uh, and it literally uh, uh, translates to cycle leader, cyclist leader. Yeah. Yeah. That was originally right. created by an innkeeper, uh, Franz Kugler, oh. oh. uh, in the small town uh, named Daschen sister-in-law is going to be so disappointed in my <laughs> pronunciation. In the small town of Dossenhof. Oh, well, <laughs> well, that I was pretty good, I think. I have no name, idea. But... Here's the spelling so I can be judged at <laughs> a later date. Okay. D-E-I- S-E-N H-O-F-E-N. Dossenhof. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, just outside of Munich. So, during the great uh, cyclist boom of the Roaring Twenties, Kugler created a bicycle trail from Munich through the woods, which led directly into his drinking establishment. Oh, that's a smart fucking thing to do. Oh, uh, on a beautiful idea. day in June in 1922, uh, reported 13,000 cyclists crashed Kugler's party. Oh, geez. oh, my God, that's a lot. F- uh, fast running out of beer, he blended 50 50 with lemon soda, and he could never seem to get rid of it. So yeah, it was a. It was a, so today. Some of the best rattlers you can find in the states still come from Central Europe, and yeah. from the.
0: This uh, is this from? Where is this from? It looks German.
1: Yeah, and it's called Schuff. Oh boy, C S C H O F F E R H O F F E R. Schöfenhoffer, uh, which is oh. grapefruit and hefeweizen uh beer. So it's grapefruit juice oh. and hefe, and a nice hefeweizen, which I love a hefeweizen. So that I makes. You usually
0: can't drink a hefeweizen. It's too weedy. Is that what it is?
1: Maybe? Ah, uh, yeah, it can be a little dense. it can be a little on the weedy side. It's just a is usually yeah. almost like a it's almost a sour a hefeweizen.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which I really enjoy. But this works really nice. I like this.
1: Yeah, so that's what the uh, that's what we're drinking today is the Steagle Radler, which is which is exactly this.
0: Yeah, this is a perfect drink for for a hot summer day or hot yeah. summer evening, as we are right
1: now. As we are right now, and it, it's uh, <laughs> like I said, it's only 25 percent, so it's really not uh, it's not gonna bring you down by any means. It's a, it's a nice right. summer drink. It's something you know what I noticed lately: if I have a beer in the middle of the day, I'm exhausted. Mm. Oh yeah. So yeah. I feel like something like this, uh, you know, you say you're a little anxious, you bring yourself down, but you don't bring yourself a full 5% down. You right. know, Bring yourself a 2.5%. <laughs> <laughs> and I that's how you cure anxiety.
0: Ah, good, good, good. We have some math and some science. Yeah. This is a,
1: I actually had a lot of fun re- um, looking into this just because anxiety um, anxiety's so close to me. And then okay. I also just like did not expect the rich history of the Rattler.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. I assumed it was like a new thing, part of the craft brewing industry.
1: I thought it was layer. just like how we're doing beer goritas and beer mojos, yeah. and I just was like, "Oh yeah, radler, that's like a new hot hot thing." But no, it's been around for quite some time.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: and it's uh, yeah. So I I I really did. I I was like, "Oh man, everything I looked up, I was like, this is pretty awesome."
0: Hmm.
1: Pretty fun. Do you have any that's interesting really... facts for us?
0: I do. I'm going to focus on the positive things of anxiety, which we kind of already touched on a little bit. Um, apparently, people with anxiety deal with threats better as their brains are better at processing. Oh, Pro- I mean, basically, it's like practice makes perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do, you see so everything with, is a threat. No, even threat. Like threats in terms of a like, um, uh, squirrel charging terrified. at you or like a person saying shitty things to you?
0: No, like um, I, you're less to get harmed by a, a sudden threat. Let's yeah, say like a you're on your toes. You may have, yeah, you may yeah. have better. I don't know if it's reactions or what it is, but your brain is able to sort of see that a little bit faster, maybe, than somebody who's a little more chill and calm. <laughs> right. This is kind of the double-edged sword of this. I think a huge thing about it is you are more empathetic and you are generally more intelligent. Let's be honest. Wouldn't we all like to be sometimes (laughs) people that are like you know not thinking a lot about stuff? Sometimes yelling about masks. (laughs) They probably don't have a lot of anxiety in the world, and they don't really think a lot about you know maybe other people. And well, I think
1: I think that I think if you're hyper aware of what's going on all the time, you you, without um, I feel like if you're not an empathetic person and you're hyper Mm -hmm. aware of everything then you're a sociopath. <laughs> because how can you be <laughs> yeah. so, like, aware of all the bad around you all the time, and all the good, how can yeah. you not be a little on ed- edge about it? <laughs> like, how can you not? Absolutely. Yeah, like, I think you're just kind of like, woo! <laughs> you know?
0: So, yeah, so that's, you know, the benefit of having anxiety, I guess. And you have, like, role. yeah, you
1: have a higher higher flight. Yeah. Fight, fight or flight. I said hide or flight. <laughs>
0: I can be an option too,
1: but yeah, dude. Uh, well, that's great, and that's uh, this was a fun episode for us. I felt like this is yeah, uh, yeah I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, no, figuring some of this stuff out, and uh, we, we do this every Thursday, every GD Thursday. So tune in because <laughs> we love you, and we would love if you went to our new website, which is oh. www lifepairingspodcast.com we have a link to all of our socials you know you can hit us up on Instagram uh, hit us up on Facebook uh, we have a new Patreon which we're very excited to launch if you'd like to help us out and donate to the podcast please do uh, because then we can do more fun stuff
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah and and you we- get to see, you'll get some bonus episodes made a little more intimate look at uh, our silly lives
1: you're not going to see anybody ringing the devil's door.
0: <laughs> but We leave the water guns for other times. Yeah,
1: the water guns are for the summer and the kids. <laughs> Don't be such a... It's pure filth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we, we uh, do this every Thursday. Please like and subscribe and comment. That helps us out a ton. And uh, we can't wait to hear from you next week.
0: Thanks, guys.